Hi, this is Karen Rowland, founder of Hush Providence. Welcome to my new weekly well-being podcast, Real People, Real Conversations, Real Life. We'll be talking about all things relating to the human experience. What makes up a life? What creates joy and happiness? What makes humans the same or different? How do we care for ourselves and each other? We'll even try to answer the five W's of well-being. Who, what, when, where, and why. And how this all fits together. A little ambitious? Maybe. But join us as we connect with local topic experts, peers, mentors, and healers. Welcome to today's episode of Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. I'm thrilled to introduce Allie Crowder Schaefer. She's a senior manager of customer advocacy and engagement at WorkHuman. She's been there four and a half years. She's a member of the Rhode Island Employee Experience Council and a former Hasbro colleague. Welcome, Allie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Maybe you could start by telling us a little bit about WorkHuman and your role. Sure. Yeah. So WorkHuman is um, a technology company that is focused on recognition and performance management. And um, it's it's near and dear to my heart. So um, when I was at, at Hasbro and working in employee experience, they, we were one of their customers. And I had um, such a great affinity for them that when I had the opportunity to move and, and do some new things, I, I moved over to WorkHuman. Um, I started out in customer success, so basically helping to support the people that I used to to do the, in, at Hasbro. And um, now I've moved on to customer advocacy and engagement. And so taking all the things that I've learned, being an HR practitioner, specifically in employee engagement, then helping support people who were really fulfilling that role, um, and now taking it to... Um, an even farther degree to really help um, support them um, through like having their their voice lifted up and um, heard by the company and um, making sure that that their experience overall is is a um, is gratifying and rewarding and yeah sounds like a perfect fit for you. Um, I know that you recently returned from the Work Human Annual Conference in San Diego, which you and I had an opportunity to attend in a few years ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, which was they claim the Woodstock of HR conferences. <laughs> so maybe you could share a little bit about what's trending and what they talked about as far as the employee experience. Yeah, definitely. So I will say that's that's definitely my favorite um, HR ex, HR workshop, HR conference ever. I, the I'm struck every year whether I was there as a customer or as an employee at just the feeling of belonging, that sense of belonging, but also that sense of being part of a mission to really make work more human. So as you as you can see, I've I've definitely drunk the the champagne as they say, <laughs> and I'm I'm all in. But yeah, there's some really interesting things that are trending. So we think about all the sort of volatility that's happened um, in the workforce in our world over the past three plus years. And so we've seen things like the great resignation, quiet quitting, now loud layoffs. And there's a new new word that I or phrase I've just become familiar with is called bare minimum Mondays. And so all these you that's, know, new. that's new, right? <laughs> so there's all this sort of unrest. There's all these foundational aspects of work that are have been disrupted or maybe no longer there. And so one of the the really big things that we're seeing is that there is a much more focus now on mental health, mental well-being. Um, just well-being in general, and then also resilience and the idea of being able to build back in connections, like the connections are the thing that's missing. And so using all those tools to drive that connection. So um, there's a great um, 
keynote that opens up the, the conference every year. And I would, if people are interested, I'd recommend going to workhumanlive.com and, and seeing that because it will walk through all the big trends. But some of the things that, that I would say are takeaways for me personally is just that there are those macroeconomic factors that are influencing how um, how businesses are approaching their their employees, their future, just their culture in general. And sometimes what happens is that the more human elements of, of a workforce or a workplace are sort of put on the back burner when there are more financial um, consequences or, or worries that come to the forefront. Um, and so I think that there's that while employee engagement and employee experience will always remain important, it may not always be the focus, especially as we head into times of people are preparing for layoffs or have had layoffs. Um, but we see that the unemployment rate remains low so that retention remains important. Um, and so, which is interesting too, because people are still leaving their jobs. So even though there are layoffs, people are still leaving. And so it's really important for companies to maintain those human elements because that's what brings people to a company and makes them stay with a company. Um, some other trends are around the re return or return-ish to the office of so that hybrid working environment. Um, Personally, I think companies are still trying to figure out what that means. You know, leaders see value in having people on site um, for those connections and, you know, putting aside even the monetary part of, of having those, those properties. But um, for many workers, I think the value lies in the time gained from not commuting or being able to focus, you know, better without, with, with fewer distractions. Um, but not everyone's, you know, not everyone, of course, um, has has like the benefit of having a quiet space. And so some employees do want to come back to the office. But I think overall, the heart of it is understanding why the value of having people in person and also the value of having people hybrid and, and what's what's driving each and how how we can attain both of those things in a way that works for both the employee and and the cust and the, the um, company and then I think overall there's just still after three years there's this idea of burnout that people are just burnt out and they may not even recognize that they're burnt out that you know there's a lot there's low trust in their in the companies there's um, less and less connection. And so we have to be really intentional with the well-being programs that are put into place to really um, fill that need for connection, for belonging. And then I think one of the, the last biggest trends, I, I think it's just going to be AI, whether it's in learning or in supporting. So are there systems that can be put in place to help support employees to take some work off of their plate um, so that we can sort of help combat burnout? That's awesome. I'm definitely hearing about, you know, flexibility. People are definitely still wanting that. Um, and also the question about burnout. And I think we're burned out with with everything. It's not just work. It's just what's going on in our world right now. There's just so much volatility out there and it's just hard to juggle and manage all of that. Um, and mental well-being is definitely being impacted by all of that. So how employees, how employers 
care for their employees, I think is critical at this time to just kind of, you know, understand that they're managing so many different things and, you know, they want to be productive, but at the same time, there's a balance there that we have to all sort of look at. So um, that leads me to my quote, which is people will never forget how you made them feel by Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely a famous quote, one of my favorites. And that's something uh, that's a characteristic that you have, Allie. And I just want you to know that if you don't, because it's, it's very, um, it's, it's an awesome thing to, to be able to do for someone. So thank you for that. I know I've experienced that personally. So, and that leads us to the conversation about recognition, which is basically what work human is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, so why is it important, including peer to peer recognition, including all those life moments, especially during times of uncertainty. And maybe you could share some stats if you have them. Yeah. So I would say that recognition is, is really about, you know, it's about appreciation. It's about feeling valued, respected. It's about gratitude and belonging. And so it helps to not only drive culture, but also connection. And so it's, it's, um, it's critically important, I think always, but especially in times um, where, where we have, you know, things being so disrupted and and so uncertain. Um, and I, it's not just about doing, you know, a job well done at work. It is about the rest of your, um, the rest of your life as well. So whether it is something like celebrating life moments. So if you get married, you graduate, you buy a house, you get a puppy, you know, all these things are ways to connect with your, your peers. And it's important to celebrate those as well as things like service anniversaries. Um, so, you know, or even, um, even goals or, um, or activities within um, certain communities within your company as well. So, you know, if it's a running group or an ERG, having those celebrations as well is just another point of connection and another point of belonging. So when we talk a little bit about um, belonging, you know, there's a, a big push to have it not just DE&I, but DE&IB or DEIB. Um, and and I love the idea of adding belonging in there because it 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 speaks to the idea of having a place for you within the work uh, within the workplace, of you know having that trust, that psychological safety. So where someone feels that they're not going to be punished or humiliated for sharing their ideas, for asking questions, concerns, or even making a mistake, right? And and that's critical to having a really strong culture that can be resilient and get through hard times. And, and all of this comes into recognition um, as well. So, you know, you shared that great Maya Angelou quote. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. One of the things that I also like to think about is in the DEI and B space is that, you know, diversity is about being invited to the party. And then inclusion is being invited to, you know, be asked to dance. And then equality is about how much space you have on the dance floor to, to shake and <laughs> do your moves. And then belonging is being able to choose the music, right? So it's being able to have some of that control and, and being part of the decisions. Um, and so all of that um you know when you, when you are able to have that psychological safety that feeling of belonging that diversity inclusion and recognition you have a really strong culture and and you're being recognized for those things as well for the things that make you different in really great ways and the ways that you also are the same and and are wholly belonging 
So yeah, that's awesome. And I think that sense of belonging is probably even more important now with the hybrid workforce, because you're not seeing people like we used to see people on Main Street at Hasbro and you just, you know, we don't have that anymore. You're like in a, you're doing Zoom, you don't seeing people like you used to. So I think those types of platforms and those types of um, things that you're talking about are even more important. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And well-being, you know, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> um, there are a lot of chief well-being officers. I'm seeing that now. I'm seeing that, you know, we all know that authentic leadership is required for all of this, especially with mental well-being and physical well-being. So where does this all fit in? I know that Work Human is doing more in this in this space. Yeah, so there's some really great resources. Um, if people are interested at workhuman.com, there's webinars and, and blogs um, specifically on well-being and the impact it has um, on recognition and employee experience. Um, and I I think it's just part of our our business culture now. So I I think that it's been important. And I, and Karen, you've been an advocate of this for so many so long. <laughs> um, <laughs> And fighting that good fight, and I, I think that um, it's 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 always sort of been there, or or has been understood that it's important, but now it's really getting the the attention and support that it deserves because there is that burnout across um, across people, you know, around the world, whether there people are aware of it or not. It's just sort of this underlying burnout, and so to be able to to have you know functioning workplaces that that are you know you're driving um, your business objectives, you need to also take time to have you know this sense of, of well-being, and it needs to be intentional. So I was actually listening to one of the um, one of the webinars that happened this year in January on the Work Human site, and they were talking about 2023 trends, and one of the commentators said something along the lines of we can't meditate our way out of burnout. So it needs to be, so so well-being and wellness within an, a corporate environment needs to be very intentional and it and it needs to it really serve a purpose. It can't just be a band-aid that you slap on it. Like we've got a wellness program. Like it needs to be very thoughtful and, and it does need to move the needle and actually help people. And part of that I think is, that authentic leadership that you talk about, where you need to have engagement of not just the top level leaders, but also the managers and having it be part of um, part of their role to drive wellness within within their smaller cultures. And um, and when we talk about, about a lot of, you know, building culture, I think a lot of times people think about the, from the, the top down, there's definitely an impact when it comes from employees as well. So whether it's recognition, so peer to peer, um, like slight sidebar, you know, I think that, you know, you have so many relationships with work. It's not just the employee and the company. It's not just the employee and their manager, employee, their peers, it's all of those. And so not only do you need to have recognition from all of those people, but you need to, um, you need to have connections with all those folks and, and there needs to be well-being throughout um, all of those different levels of relationship for it to truly be in a, you know, well-being encompassed um, organization and culture. I think, you know, coming out of the past few years, this is definitely some key learnings that everyone's been sort of taking on, which is great. Um, Getting a little personal now. So talking about the family dynamic and changing roles and working from home, do you want to share some of that? Yeah, so um, so we've been in our house almost five years now. 
couple of months, it'll be five years. And um, we we are very fortunate that we have a big enough house that we purposely bought a big enough house um, to be able to have um, several of my family members here. So um, my dad moved in with us when we, when we bought, and then um, my mom moved in shortly after that to help take care of him. And then when he passed away um, a few years ago, my brother, who had been completely isolated by himself during the pandemic in Virginia, decided to to move in with us and, and look for a home in this area as well, because I have another brother in New York. So we're all sort of on the East Coast now from having started out in Texas. Um, but um, we're very fortunate to have enough of our own space that we can all sort of retreat to and, and have this private area to, to work in. Um, and I I think that more and more families are finding that they are in multi-generational households. So whether it's adult children moving in with their parents or parents moving in with their adult children, I think we're just on the cusp of seeing that become um, really prevalent throughout um, American culture. It's obviously been fairly common in in other sort of subcultures, but I think it's going to be obviously most of America probably pretty soon. So we're kind of going back the way that it kind of used to be, you know, right. which is maybe not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. as long as you do have the space, because that is important. And especially yeah. if you're working from home, if everybody's working from home, it's like, you know, 24 hours. Um, but that's good. I'm glad that everything's good. And it's talking about self-care for you. What are you doing? How are you finding time to and space to kind of make sure that you're okay? Yeah, so I will say that I am not the best at self-care. So I'm trying to be more intentional this year in making sure that I have time for myself, that I'm working on things that give me joy. So not just sitting in front of the TV, which is my MO, but working on projects where I feel engaged and happy and fulfilled. Um, And then also taking time to just make sure that my environment is also supportive of me. Um, When you think about atomic habits, a lot of that is about creating an environment for success. And so I have lots of big plans for, for my very old house, <laughs> but, but until I'm able to, to accomplish all of those, how can I set up my environment to be supportive of not only my success, but my well-being as well, mental and And even using, you know, it could be going outside. You have a beautiful yard yeah. and area. So, I mean, using that outside space, there's so much um, information now about how, how important it is to be outside with yeah. the nice weather. So that's good. I'm glad you're doing all of that. And now a shout out to our sponsor, The Good Seed Market, 138 Central Avenue, Seekonk, Massachusetts. Started in 1989 by three friends with a goal of creating a neighborhood market offering simple, natural, organic products for a healthy lifestyle. Now a member of the Independent Natural Foods Retailer Association, our friends at The Good Seed are offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase just by mentioning Hush Providence, the good seed market, a place where ideas can grow. I have a question for you. So you mentioned you grew up in Texas. You have many fond memories and friendships that you maintain, but you found your way to the East Coast. You made your home. What surprises you most about this time in your life? And have you found your happy place? Yeah. So what surprises me the most? Um, I think 
so sometimes I, I, I wonder if I will ever be an adult. And um, <laughs> I feel like when you're younger, you, you think that certain things are going to happen and you're going to feel a certain way. And like, then I will be an adult. And I felt pretty adult when I bought my washer and dryer. And then when I bought a house, <laughs> you sort of slip back. Um, but I think the thing that sort of surprises me the most is that I'm still sort of uncovering who I am. So what what drives me and what I want to do with my life. And I feel like when you hit midlife, you sort of start thinking about the time you have left, not in a morbid way, not in a morbid way, but in a how best can I serve and leave a great legacy behind me. And so I think it's really about being curious not only about yourself, but but about the world as well. And so I'm sort of surprised that although I thought I would have things settled and done and just sort of be living life that in in a lot of ways I'm I'm learning new stuff every day and I'm so excited and I'm so grateful to be discovering more things about myself all the time. And that should continue. That doesn't stop. Yeah. Hopefully right. that does not stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. And um and to the question about that this is my happy place, it's it's funny. So the other day um my husband and I were taking out the trash and it's such a mundane task, but we were outside and it was just absolutely gorgeous. There was beautiful nights, cool, but not cold. And the stars were out. And I thought, I don't want to be any place, but right here, right now, like doing this silly, but needful task with my person in this beautiful place that we call home. And I was so very grateful and happy to be there. That's, that's beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing. Um, I appreciate you always. And for our listeners, thank you so much for joining. And until next time, be well. Thanks, Allie. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. This would not be possible without the incredible help from Jamie Farinella and Stephanie Whitehead on branding and logo concept. John Papa's endless generosity. David Davignon and Austin Lynch for their skilled technical expertise, and of course, our amazing guests, and all of you, our listeners. Until next time, be well.